Welcome to the From the Ground Up podcast. I am your host, Sensei. If you like this podcast, make sure to stream it on Spotify, iTunes, and Zippy Stream. Thank you for all your support, and now let's start the show. Thank you, Nabil. Yeah, I know what we came here to do, man. <laughs> yeah. From the ground up. But young Sensei, that's my sis. I stay around her. Straight from Shot Town, ain't no goofy. Can I clown her? The show come on the air, you turn the sound up. In the intro, like a ball, it got the bounce. Well, what you know about this hoop? Now you sign new and then go stupid. <laughs> Hard work got me recruited. But you won in the gym when we was shooting. Uh, and what you know about this gang, though? Every Friday, what I say, that's what they came for. Black Queen had to hustle harder for the bankroll. Now who bring the trap and basketball into the same show? Trap, 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 trap. Yo, yo, all right, we finally was able to lock this thing in. Okay, so welcome, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of From the Ground Up. Today we have a very, very, very special guest. I'm so glad we finally were able to lock in and get my boy Mike, straight Chirac veteran, straight uh, Super <laughs> Bears fan, Super Bulls fan, all of these things in that nature. We got Mike on the mic on the show. Mike, say what's up, say what's happening, what's going on. Yo, Alana, thank you for having me on the show. It's an honor. We've been trying to lock in for the longest yes. minute. We both got miscommunications yes. and then just being schedules, busy, you know, all kinds of stuff. Shorty yeah. was in Vegas living her best life. I was doing my mm-hmm. own thing. You know, it was it was a great Halloween and I'm happy to be mm-hmm. on the show. For sure. So much. Thank you so much for again for coming on. I definitely appreciate it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into these topics now. We got to start the show, of course. Like I said, super, super Chirac fan of of, of all Chicago teams. So we got to start with (laughs) the Bulls, of course. Now they started the season four. I know right now they're six and one. What are your honest thoughts about the Bulls so far? What do you see as far as their potential going forward? What they would materialize into? What are your predictions for for them this season? Like, how are you feeling as a Bulls fan? As a Bulls fan, my expectation right now isn't a first round. It's it's Eastern Conference Finals. Um, mm, okay. I, I see no other reason why it shouldn't be the Eastern Conference Finals. I will. That's my expectation. I'm tired of the. You know, and I know. Yeah. That's where. Wait, that's where I'm here. Yes, you sure can. All right, for sure. I just gotta make sure. You know, with ASAP, yes. gotta make sure. Gotta make sure. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. But, um, you know, with the bullshit that we've been dealing with, with Gar Pax, Gar Foreman, John Paxson the last decade mm-hmm. or even longer, mm-hmm. um, you know, we really haven't seen much. And, and to be quite honest, you know, our tourists in, in a span of one year has done more for this uh, uh, more for this city than John Paxson and Gar Foreman did in 10 plus years. In one season, you get Vooch, Lonzo, DeRozan, you already have Levine, Pat Williams, all these Caruso They've done so much. Um, mm-hmm. My biggest critique on this team right now, even after beating Boston, I think they need to get bigger. And you lose Patrick mm-hmm. Williams on the season. Great defensive presence. Um, I think Zach plays great defense. Uh, I think he goes very underrated. DeRozan plays decent defense. Um, Caruso and, and Lonzo are obviously your best defenders. But Pat, to me, was one of the best defenders on this team prior to that. Mm-hmm. You know, in his rookie year, he's trying to guard Braun. Like, I gave him mad mm-hmm. props for that. Didn't mm-hmm. go well. But right. the, fact, the fact that he tried it, I, I was confident. So it is upsetting to lose him. Um, but I, I think after Vooch, you really have to look at it from that perspective of this team not having that many bigs. So I definitely mm. think we need to address that, whether it be trading, you know, maybe Kobe White for Marvin Bagley um, mm. or, or signing okay. a Boogie Cousins or something like that. I think they do need to get a little bit bigger. 
Okay, so I mean, with I and I, I definitely hear that and respect that. So you say you guys need to get bigger as far as on the um on the front side. Now, if if they just currently constructed, you're you're still saying that they're Eastern Conference Finals bound. Like if they don't get bigger, I do. I do think okay. that. Um, I don't know if they make it out of the East though. If you come against Miami in the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, but really, no, it, it's really Miami. It's really Miami and and Milwaukee right now to me that I look at and say, because of your size and, and the overall talent that you have on that team, I, I definitely think there could be a problem there. But anybody else, I think it's tick for tack. I mean, you look at a big thing right now is, oh, they lost to the Knicks. I mean, that, that again, it was one game and we should have won it. You know, DeRozan mm-hmm. nine times out of ten makes that shot. For um, sure. But you, you also look at it as, oh, well, the Knicks are bigger. Well, look at what Trey Young and them did to them. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. you have to look at it from that perspective. Trey Young isn't big. You know, he plays with a bunch of white boys and Cam Reddish. So it's – and Clint yeah, Capella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're not a big team. So I definitely think, you know, we don't have to be that big. Um, but, you know, if Vooch isn't on the floor, it's it's very concerning. For sure. Now, um, going forward a little bit as far as – and kind of just keeping it with the Bulls, um, I do like the nucleus that they have with Zach Levine and – with um, DeMar DeRozan and Lonzo and, and Caruso. Like, they're, they're, they're a scrappy team. They're a young team. They aren't afraid of anything. Um, and they definitely have taken the Bulls out of the basement because <laughs> you guys have, yeah. been in, have been in the basement for a while um, as a franchise. And it's not all, all your fault. You know, the organization just wasn't, wasn't doing y'all no favors. But, yeah, it was a bad time. Yeah, it was definitely a bad time. But it's, it's exciting to see the cities be excited about the Bulls again. And it's also exciting to see that we do have a potential of a Bulls-Knicks matchup because we haven't had that that kind of matchup where it was competitive since Melo was a Nick and D-Rose was a Bull. It's been a while. So it's, it's, it's fun. It's exciting to see. I definitely agree that they could be Eastern Conference Finals bound just because I feel like and I'm sure you probably agree with me on this, or maybe you don't, but I feel like the East right now is such a toss-up. I don't feel like it's a yeah. poor John conclusion of like how last year was like, okay, it's gonna be Brooklyn or Milwaukee. Like right. I don't feel I don't feel like it's that way this year, just because Brooklyn has so many uncertainties and things that they and questions they they have to answer whether Kyrie was there or not. And then, right. you know, the Bucks also as well, you gotta consider that they caught a lot of breaks with a lot of people not being healthy last year as right. well. So it's just like if everybody's at full strength, like what what is this what is Giannis made of? What is what is this Bucks team really made of? Um, but so to your point, um, I guess since we're talking about the Bulls, we can kind of lump this in together. Um, what what are your thoughts on the Eastern Conference this year and just the competitiveness competitiveness of it and just all these teams being being kind of at the top of their game? Like who do you think is gonna weed out who in, in, in like when it comes down to the thick of like the later the latter months like the March and the Aprils as far as like playoff seating and things like that. Right. Oh I, I fucking love it. I fucking love it. It's it's been so long. It's the West, West, West. It's the we, the East is weak. Mm-hmm. Uh walks for LeBron for so many for years. Sure. For um, sure. It, that's that's just a narrative. That's not my own opinion. I don't think Bron had that many cakewalks when you really look at it. Um, you know, like those Derrick Rose days, you you really do People really do ignore that, that the Bulls were a threat to them every single year. Mm -hmm. Um, Bron just capitalized and made it look easy. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, those were great teams. You know, the Knicks with Melo, like those were good teams. Um, So to have that happen, I I think it's a lot of fun. And you even have teams like Charlotte in the mix. Um, I've been a big fan of LaMelo Ball since I was in high school. You know, like this kid and I are around the same age. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 21, turning 22. So and I do think I have, what, a couple years on him. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I think this kid, without a doubt, I think his biggest flaw, and it has been since high school, um, is that overall dog in him. I think Jello mm-hmm. has that dog. Mm-hmm. Jello, to me, doesn't have that athleticism. Um, or that's, a good, that's a really good point. Right. And, and Lonzo, to me, has Jello and Mello in him. He has Mello's talent. But he also has Jello's kind of mindset and automatic dog and scorer in him. Um, that's what I think Mello really does lack. I think Mello, once he becomes a leader, a little bit more mature, which is is hard to see happening right now because I think, right. you know, I, mean, I love him. I love him, but he's taking that kind of Hollywood type mm-hmm. of approach to it. He's banging mm-hmm. all these models. I, I think it's <laughs> it, it's going to be tough. It's, it's a rude awakening, I think, has to happen for Melo before he takes that leadership step. But that's just one team. We're just talking about Charlotte. The Wizards look amazing. They have a great young nucleus and Denny, uh, Beal, and, and Kuzma, and KCP, and so many others. Montrose Harrell, I love them. And, and uh, Hachi, Hachimura, um, they're great players, great players. Again, the 76ers should be in the mix. Um, but, you know, I, I definitely think they're going to get a lot better by the mid-season, uh, depending on what happens with Ben Simmons. I, I think, you know, I, obviously we already talked about it, you know, Brooklyn, Miami, Milwaukee, Chicago, the Knicks, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Hawks. Like, mm-hmm. these are all deep teams the, with all mm-hmm. superstars. There's not, there's not one team where you look at it and go, okay, well, they just have a great overall team, not one superstar. Like, okay, no, you have LaMelo, you have mm-hmm. Bradley Beal, you know, mm-hmm. you have Julius Randle, you have Trey Young. These teams and Zach Levine, you know, these teams have superstars. Every team in the East, to me, pretty much has a superstar. The one team I would say really doesn't, um, but they're getting there is is the Pacers. I think Sabonis is Mm -hmm. is a dog. I think he just. Yes, for sure. For sure. Really underrated, but. Because um, they're not winning. Right. And and Mm -hmm. to answer your question, though, I, I just think. You know, I, I think you can't really – I can't go out there and answer the question and say who do I think is going to be who matchup-wise. Um, right. Because I, I still think, you know, uh, again, even though the, the East is deep, these are a lot of new teams and a lot of new rosters. Uh, even with the Celtics, like you're just trying to figure out, you know, all right, well, we just went from Kyrie to Kemba and now to Dennis. So we, we got to figure out what, what this point guard likes now. Like Jason, Jason and Brown can't catch a break. Um, but when it comes to the point guard position, they, they need a forever buddy. Um, but you know, I, I definitely do think the East is the team that wins the championship this year. Oh wow, wow! You've gone as far as to say that the championship is coming out of the East again this year. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Okay. Oh wow. Time. Okay. All right. I I like that. That's that's definitely different than you know uh, what I've what we've been hearing so far is from as far as from sports analysts and just NBA experts that um, the championship is going to come out of the East. That's interesting um, that you say that. Now, really quick. Um, I want to. This is this is an interesting case, and I, I want us to kind of both dissect it in our own ways. Is that Dame, mm-hmm. Damian Lillard, right? Mm-hmm. We all, we, we all, but, right? We all love Dame. We all respect Dame. Um, you know, Dame has, has proven himself to be um, one of the top tier guys in the league. But Dame is, is has this whole this whole mentality of I wanted to I want to do it the Kobe way, basically, and stay with one team. For the rest of my career, I'm gonna commit right. to this team. I don't want to. I want to take. I don't want to quote unquote take the easy way out. I, I don't. You know, what I'm saying I'm not running from the grind, et cetera, et cetera. Right. There's there's plenty of damn quotes to go along. But do in your heart of hearts, do you think that Dame really believes that for one, and really is gonna stick to that for two? And do you see a possibility of Dame in Portland parting ways? And if so, 
what would be the best opportunity for him? And I'll let you go first. In my personal opinion, um, Mm -hmm. I believe Dame does believe that. I believe Dame believes that to the extent of this is what I want to do and this is how I think it should be done. I don't think he believes in Portland holding their end of that bargain. Mm-hmm. Um, of, of, you know, bringing in talent and being great or whether it's tanking or just, you know, free agency. I, I just don't see that happening. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, and it's a D Rose type of approach. You know, D Rose was the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he didn't really think he needed to have superstars. Like he, he was fine with it. He didn't care, um, you know, whether we got him or we, whether we got Bron, Wade and Bosch or not. Um, but he wasn't going to physically go out of his way get a plane ticket and say hey i want you to come with me go show mm-hmm, up at the guy's mm-hmm. house Bron right, right, will right. do that Bron for will sure do that and and without hey, a doubt i love that i i'm one of those guys you know i give Bron a lot of shit mainly because i hate his fan base uh you know the, the mm-hmm. shitty fan base the real Bron fans know the logical like. ones yeah right but but some of them crazy ones man they're just like they're like oh yeah he's better than jordan i'm like okay that's fine but why and they're like just because he is and i'm like all right i guess um, but yeah. with Dame, I mean, I met Dame. I met Dame. It was a crazy story. And if, if you want me, I can, I can tell it. But um, I was, it was, we were hooping. Yeah, go ahead. A, go ahead. We were hooping at an export in Chicago. I had my Kyrie's on. We were chilling. We were doing our thing. It was All-Star Weekend uh, right before the pandemic, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it was in Chicago. So the hype was real. We had Giannis at the water tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was rumors Kyrie was somewhere. J. Cole was supposed to be at, supposedly at another mall. Um, and, mm. and we were at the hip, uh, Harlem and Irving Plaza. If you know, you know, it's where it's banging. That's where we all hoop at the export over there. For um, sure. definitely just signaled out to all my fans from Mike on the mic where to find me. So I probably shouldn't have done that. Um, but it, it's definitely something we were just walking. We were just walking and, and I'm looking at the line at Foot Locker and I'm like, damn, like it's busting today. So, mm-hmm. so we go in there, it's push a T. A member of the WNBA, I forget oh, who it was. Wow. I think I seen um, this picture, uh, the photos that you have on Instagram. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, I it's, and it's Damian so Lillard, and I was like, "Yo, what the fuck? Like, that's Damian." Like, yeah, he's signing autographs just by a pair of his shoes. And Alana, you know me, I, I rock, yeah. I rock D Roses, so I, oh, I'll for buy sure. a pair of games. I don't care about Adidas. I'm wearing Adidas yeah. right now, um, right? <laughs> and a little bit of Nike. Don't judge me, but you know. So, so we <laughs> met him. One of the coolest guys. I met Pusha. Uh, I wanted to ask him a couple of Drake questions, but you know, I wasn't trying to get <laughs> I wasn't trying to get cracked in the mouth. So, so I know I, I for sure. My um, I I wish I could tell you who the WNBA player was. I know she wasn't on the sky though. That's why I I didn't I didn't remember her name. Um, but you know, it was a dope experience. And, and Dame's one of those guys that gives back to the community and and is doing dope shit all the time. Sure. So if I could give a place, you know, on my podcast. Before we got Lonzo, there were two things I said. And I said, if Dame were to come to Chicago, I think that would be awesome. I also said they need Lonzo, Rose, and DeMar. Uh, so I got my wish. But I think Dame in Chicago would be nice. Um, I, I like Boston a lot. I think him in Boston would be great. Brown, Tatum, and Dame, I think, in, in my opinion, would be OP. I think that would put Boston back on the map. Um, I like the 76ers. I think him and Embiid would be great. Um, and then I'll, I'll leave it at this. My last okay. one was Miami. Miami, to me, Dane's got that mentality, that Pat Riley shit. Um, so yeah. I definitely think him, Butler, and Bam, and, and the boys would, would definitely light it up. But obviously they went with Kyle, so I doubt that goes down. 
Uh, okay, so I just I just low key because I had to know who it was. Um, I just went on <laughs> went on your Instagram. So it was Liz Cambage that was a WNBA player. Um, that was, it was? There. yes. Okay, okay. She signed. I... She signed to Adidas as well. So right, because I was like, bro, like I know. Cause I went up to her and they were like, "Oh, do you want her autograph?" And then she was mm-hmm. like, "I don't know." I was like, yeah, "We had to go." And I was like, "I was like, I love the WNBA so much. Please don't hate me. It's not because of that. It's because I have to go." But you know, it, it was it was crazy. It was, she she's a hooper too. But um, yeah, sure. it was it was a dope experience for sure. Absolutely. So okay. So here's my thing with Dame, right? Like I love I love Dame. I love his game. I love his mentality. I love um, that he's he's very he's very much a stand up guy, and you can tell. Um, you know, living in California these past five years, um, I've been to Oakland a few times and just meeting, meeting, meeting Oakland guys or just people from the Bay Area, period. They they right. all have that same mentality. They all are very stand up individuals, um, loyal to the soil, you know, basically like they don't they don't really jump the fence too much as far as like, you know, right. trying to trying to take the easy way out of things. That's just kind of how the people from the Bay are cut. Um, but I think. And I, I think I've spoken to this before. Um, and and Dame's mentality doesn't work in today's NBA. No, not at all. Because in today's NBA, you have to, in order for you to be successful, it's all about rings and what what have you done for me lately? Like the the majority of the NBA fan is a prisoner of the moment. Right. So it's like in in this moment in time, from what I can see with with the eye test and just what you've been able to what you've been able to accomplish over a span of time. What what are what are you what what's the most recent thing for you? And if, if it's not a championship or at least being in the in the position to compete for one, you kind of get lost in the sauce in a sense. Right. Um, and that's not to say that Dame won't have a great career that he won't end up being a Hall of Famer because I think he his definitely his trajectory is on the path to that. It's just that if he wants to be a champion the way that he's speaking or what he's alluding to. It's unfortunately that mentality that he has. Just, this, it just doesn't work in today's NBA. He's gonna right. have to bring somebody, somebody else. In. I don't know if maybe if if he wants to truly stay in Portland, he's gonna have to at least convince another superstar maybe to join him there, or at least another guy that he consistently re- can rely upon. Because I love CJ McCollum, but he ain't enough. He ain't it to me. He, he ain't, ain't he ain't enough. And I love CJ's game because CJ can hoop. Like he's a hooper's hooper. And if you right. if you play basketball, then you know what that that term means. Like he's, he's one of those guys that if you enjoy just guys who just can play basketball, he's right. he's, he's that guy. CJ when he don't have, he doesn't have that help. No, not that, and he doesn't just have he doesn't have the separation at least that I've seen to kind of to separate himself from the pack and to make a difference to the point where right. it elevates a team. Like a like for instance, take a um a Giannis and Drew Holiday, right? Right. Like Drew Holiday, granted, he's not a superstar. He's a gro- he's a role player, but he's a difference maker. Right. For that Bucks team, like if they don't have Drew Holiday, Giannis doesn't win. Doesn't beat. Yeah, Brooklyn. they don't. He they doesn't, don't win that. They don't. Team. You know exactly, and that's and that's not even him being a superstar. He's just good enough to make a difference enough on both sides of the floor that it's it's detri- it's it's. It's a pivotal part of their success, right? And, and CJ McCollum to me doesn't have that effect on the Blazers. And, yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, and 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 that's and I feel like that's the issue. So if Dame is able to convince somebody like a, a, a somebody close in the tier of a Drew Holiday, or if he's able to get another superstar, then it, it works. But if he if not, which most people don't want to play in Portland because it's a small market, it's just one of those things. It's kind of like a New Orleans Pelican situation where. Not a lot of superstars really want to go there. 
Right. Um, but if he if he decides to stay in Portland, like I said, I think he eventually can end up being a Hall of Famer. But I don't see Dame being a champion. Yeah, I mean, I can completely agree with that. I think one of the guys he's probably banking on becoming a free agent is someone like a Bradley Beal to replace mm-hmm. him, replace CJ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because CJ is a hooper super, and, and he's mm-hmm. definitely one of those guys that balls out. Um, he's fun to watch, in my opinion. But those back injuries and just everything he's yeah yep. gone yep. through, I I think mm-hmm. really separates him from good to great, and, and that's yeah. the problem. With CJ. Yep. Yep. Um, it's also the fact that you know CJ's just one of those guys. Like see, like everyone likes watching the Patrick Beverleys, and I'm not comparing him to Patrick Beverly whatsoever. Um, yeah, but he's one of those guys that just he plays street type ball, and that's what yeah, he's CJ kind of does. like a. He's kind of like a um um what's his, what, what um Lou Williams. Yeah, I like I like that a lot more. I like that a yeah. lot more than Pat. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm from. They kind of got the same game. They kind of got yeah. the same game. Pat is yeah. Pat is yeah. not. That's not no, he's not, he not. He not. He not. He not an offensive player. He's more. No, deeper. not at all. But um, yeah. he's a hooper hooper though. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So, no, for sure. Um, for sure. He's that. He's that guy that starts the fights at the court or at the rec. Yeah. Center, so. it's, it's the guy but, who's hand, who handles the, the superstars lightweight. Right. So when you look at it though. CJ to me is, is the weak link of a big three. He's that Bosch type. You know, you have Wade, you have Bron, or you have AD, uh, Westbrook, and and Bron. When you're going up against guys like that, you need all three of your guys night in and night out to mm-hmm. be there. And, and not only you know the best ability is availability. And if CJ's not there mm-hmm. physically, that's a problem. And, and then yes, you know, is. is he going to show up night in and night out, drop twenty five plus? Because Russ is doing it. AD's doing it. You know, Bron is doing it. Um, so so you definitely need that guy who's going to be able to do it like a Bradley Beal. Um, so I, I definitely – or even an Embiid. Like, I definitely think there's a lot more um, help that needs to go all around. Like, this team is bad. This team is really bad in Portland. They're getting blown out by mm-hmm. – well, I don't even know their record right now, but I've caught a couple games, um, and it's really bad. Yeah, it, it is. And I, and I feel for Dan because, like I said, he's one of those guys that – I just I love him. Oh goodness, sorry. Drop my uh, my uh, my AirPod. But I, I, Dame is one of those guys. Like I love him so much, and I respect his game and just the kind of person that he is. And like I just I have a a a deep love just for Bay Area people because all the people that I've met from the Bay are just good-hearted people. And and like I said, they don't they don't shortcut anything. Um, they work hard. You know what I'm saying? They're loyal to the soil. But it's just like, and this sometimes you gotta save yourself from yourself. And I feel right. like in in this situation with Dame, he kind of has to he got he has to take that initiative to save himself from himself because in his mind it's like you know I I want to I'm I'm you know I'm staying in Portland like he just I think he just released a statement today after after they played Philly and it was like I'm ten toes down in real city and it's like I love that but it's like is it enough like what what do you you know what I'm saying like what right. I guess I guess my question to him would be like. In totality, what do you want your what do we when it's all said and done? What do you want your career to be, and like what do you want people to say about you? Because that's right. that as much as players try to act like it, that doesn't matter, it does. Yeah. So it's, so it's just like you know what I'm saying. Like it, it, it's just one of those things where I just I'm kind of I'm kind of lost a little bit as, as far as like what what does Dame really want his lasting legacy to be? I want Dame to be a champion. I want I want to see Dame right. holding up a Finals MVP trophy. But I just don't think that happens in Portland. Yeah, without a doubt. And first of all, I don't think it happens in Portland because respectfully, I don't think Dame has that much longer to wait for a full-blown rebuild. And Mm -hmm. Dame's not one of those Mm -hmm. guys that's going to be okay with that. Jordan was the same way. Like, Jordan didn't give a fuck 
about the draft picks. Jordan, you know, the Bulls want, didn't want him to play the one year and, and fake an injury because they didn't want them to go to the playoffs. And Jordan said, fuck that. We're going to the playoffs. And we did. You know, it, it definitely is one of those things where Dame's not a type of guy to say, I'm going to sell the bag to, to, to miss the playoffs and get a great lottery pick. Like, he's not like that. Um, AD's kind of the same way. AD didn't give a fuck. Like, AD was hooping regardless, and you couldn't tell him otherwise um, mm-hmm. in New Orleans. So I, I, I think that, you know, as much as I love Dame, I look at it like I look at Derrick Rose, and, and I don't think he's ever going to want to be on a superstar uh, team. He's not going to be one of those guys, you know, the banana boat or anything like that. It's just not in him. And, and that's not a knock on Dame. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, it's more – depends how you look at it. It's more of a respect thing. I'm one of those guys, you know, when I had a championship team my senior year, a big part of it was me. I was being LeBron James. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. the GM. I mm-hmm. lost a lot of guys from my uh, junior year that were seniors. And I said, fuck this. I'm not finishing my last year. You know, we lost our head coach. We got a new one. Didn't really rock with him. So I brought in the basketball players. I brought in the football players mm-hmm. from different schools. I brought in the baseball players. I said, every single athlete, get in this motherfucker now. And, and we won mm-hmm. a fucking championship. And, and it was because of that. But Dame isn't going to do that just because mm-hmm. he wants it to be genuine and, and not forced. And, and to me, I'm one of those guys. I don't give a fuck. If we're having fun and we're winning, let's run it. But Dame, mm-hmm. again... You know, he, he I'm not going to say, you know, I'm not going to speak for the guy and say he came up with nothing. But when you grow up the way he did, you know, it, your your look is everything and you don't want to look like you're a sellout and you don't want to look like you're letting your community down or you're letting down a fan base. So I, I do respect Dame in that uh, in, in that point. But at this stage in his career, I'd, I'd go for it, bro. I really would. Yeah, I mean, it's like. I don't you, know. You gave like, them I, everything. Could we agree? He gave yeah, Portland like, yes, everything. Yes, yes, yes. He, I mean, he's giving Portland everything mentally, physically. Like right. you said, he, he's a guy that gives back in the community. He's got, he's a guy that's present in the community. Like he's given, he's been more than, he's been Russell Westbrook to OKC, basically. Exactly. Like he's, been, he's been more than loyal to Portland. So at this point, I don't even think anybody would be mad that he would leave. Right. And, and you look at it like yeah. that, too. Like, even Russ understood. Like, Russ approved that fucking trade. Let's not be foolish. He approved yeah. that trade uh, to the Rockets, and he approved that trade to L.A. Like, he understood that, you know, there is a certain way we could go about this. But I think even Russ at some point realized, like, it was see the way KD left, Um, you know, not going to. If he would have went anywhere else, I feel like Russ would have been completely understandable about it. Uh, it was just the way it happened. But at the end of the day, KD was right. You know what I mean? Like, that solidified mm-hmm. KD. Mm-hmm. And, and, and no matter what way you look at it, you know, when it first happened, we were like, well, they don't count. But years later, you know, you hear people saying, well, he's a two-time champ. You know what I mean? So at, at the end of the day, I, I think sometimes it's a little too late before you find that stuff out. You can see it right now with Carmelo Anthony. He's finally given that shot. But if Melo didn't get allowed, and I will say allowed because they were blackballing him. They really were. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. If, if Absolutely. they didn't allow him back into the league, I mean, because Melo took the same stance as Derrick Rose and the same stance as Damian Lillard, you know, he probably never goes down with a ring. But now he's getting that opportunity. He could have stayed with Portland, but he realized, I want a fucking ring, you know, because mm-hmm. I know I know my career could end tomorrow yeah so he's going out there with la mm-hmm. and he's doing it and dame needs to do that now yeah it's 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 that it's the perfect time for dame where 
He's in a perfect part of his career. And I think the only the only knock that you can really say against Melo, and I'm glad that you brought him up, is that and I, I guess we have to see how this year ends to, to I guess, complete this statement. But the only knock against Melo would be like, he waited too long to get to that point. Yeah. Because he he, he, had a, he had an opportunity prior, way prior to this, to, you know, have an opportunity to go play with to a, play with a LeBron or play with whoever before he got blackballed. Right. The oh, there but was he, a, there, remember the big talk? I mean, he was yeah. a role for like five seconds, but like, yeah, yeah, we waved him, but there was an opportunity where he could have signed with Rose and we put it mm-hmm. in Chicago together. And man, if you, Alana, I know you're thinking about it too. Bron, Wade, and Bosch versus D Rose, Noah, and, and, and Melo. And Melo. And, and you still got oh You still got a bunch of other cats. Like, that was it for me. And I was, when he, he took the money, he took the money route and all power to him. Um, what's, e- but, what's even crazier about that um, is like with the Bulls, but the big three in Miami was originally supposed to be LeBron, Wade, and Melo. Right, and people forget about that. The banana boat, that was the biggest thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. They were even talking about bringing It wasn't even supposed to be by. Yeah, it wasn't even supposed to be Bosch. It was supposed to be Brian, Wade, and right. And the crazier part, you know, I still think about it. We don't got to get into it, but a yeah, big sure. thing was they wanted Derek, too. They wanted Derek. They did, they, they did. to go to Chicago. But... Yeah, Brian wanted to go to Chicago, and D-Rose was like, no, nah, this is my team. Get well, out of here wasn't, with that. It wasn't, it wasn't as much that as it was – Rose, you know, from what I'm understanding, I read his book. I I, I was here when it happened. Okay. Rose made a video about, you know, okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna try to bring you in. We're gonna try to recruit. And Rose did make a video. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether or not Brown ever saw that video, I'm not sure. Um, but you know, he did try to recruit them in that sense. But you know, it was front office made. Like it wasn't. That's like and that office. and that's and that's what I was gonna say. I'm like, right. are we sure that that video was a genuine video? Because I feel right. like it, as, it was as, more. As, of, as we, we need yeah. to do this really quick. Yeah, yeah. Did. But yeah. it wasn't yeah. like mm-hmm. it wasn't like when our tourist comes and flies out to L.A. to stop yeah. Demar from signing to the Lakers. Like it wasn't like that. It wasn't like Bron recruiting AD. Uh, you remember mm-hmm. the All Star game where he picks him on his team. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely not like that. But, yeah. you know, I, I think there was a lot that went into that. And, and I think Dame could and should be in one of those situations right now. Absolutely. Now, um, going on, um, going off of Dame for a second, just because we, we brought up Melo and that was going to be a topic that I wanted to talk about, too. What yeah, do you sure. think of what do you think about the um, the resurgence of Melo and just the love that he's been getting now? And do you think that? Do you think him being out of the league for that, that time frame that he was out of the league was justified for just because of the kind of the situations he kind of put himself in? Or was it one of those things where um, it was politics as usual, basically? Like, what, what are your thoughts about that? Melo never left. That's, that's the way I look at it. Melo's game never left. Um, what, what happened with Melo was just age and, and just what happens in that role. Now, Melo's knocking down 20-plus <laughs> – 20-plus mm-hmm. points a game now with the Lakers. Why? Mm-hmm. Because he's running the bench. And it just mm-hmm. wasn't Melo's time to fit in that role. And I don't think it's I, – I mean, I could be wrong. I could be ignorant. And maybe, you know, we'll find out years later what really happened. Um, maybe there are politics that played a role into it and that I just haven't heard of. Um, but to me, I think not politics, but more of Melo not being comfortable with that role mm-hmm. of being bench. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you, mm-hmm. you're, you just weren't ready for that role – um, and teams aren't going to force that. Teams are like, all right, well, fuck you then. Next man up. Like that type of yep. mentality. Um, now, I do think it was a stretch that he didn't make a single roster starting somewhere. Because, mind you, at this time when that it happened, Charlotte 
was a fuck shoot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there was for so sure. So many garbage teams, and, and it was before Melo, and it was before Car- uh, La Melo, um, before all these resurgence in Charlotte and and in the Knicks, especially the Knicks. To me, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? You just mm-hmm. got rid of Porzingis. You telling me you can't give Melo a spot after everything that happened with him? This man's mm-hmm. career is about to end, and they didn't help him out. But again, I don't know if Melo would have went there. Again, I, I just think. Melo never left. His game never left. It's just the role yeah. changed. I think Melo can still yeah. start. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I know I keep talking about the Bulls, so I'm sorry. But we traded for him. And I forgot what the package exactly was, but we got Carmelo Anthony and we waived him. And even I at the time was like, what the actual Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck? Like, yeah, like, why, why would you do that? Like, yeah. How are you going to tell me Carmelo Anthony doesn't, at the time, what was this, Alana? I would say um, probably 2018, 2019. Yeah, somewhere, yeah, somewhere like, in there. Like, bro, yeah. who the fuck? Denzel what, Valentine? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, over Carmelo Anthony? And, and injured Lori Marketing, Denzel yeah. Valentine, and Cameron Payne. He couldn't beat some of those fucking guys out. Yeah, it, it was, it was man, fucking ridiculous to me. I couldn't believe it. Um, And I really, I'm going to be real with you. I look at it right now. Um, I, I forgot who I said it to, but you know I love Patrick Williams. Um, but if we would have kept Carmelo Anthony and he was happy with everything Chicago was doing, mm-hmm. oh my God! If you looked at the starting five right now of Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, uh, Demar Derozan, Carmelo Anthony, and Nikola Vucevic, that that's fucking solid. So I I think there were so many teams just kind of like being weird. Like it wasn't a a, a Colin Kaepernick type stuff. Um, it, it it was just a weird situation. Yeah, I think I think the same, and I think that okay. So with Melo, it what's the best way I can say this? I think that in the, the time frame where everything kind of um, took a plunge for him, right? Um, I think it was like you said, a time where he wasn't able to mentally accept the fact that he wasn't the same guy before as he was before, right? And I think that was a part of the problem. And I think teams kind of um, were just a bit nervous and a little hindrance as far as trying to pursue him because it's like, who wants to be the to be the one to break the news to Melo that you're not that guy anymore? Like, we don't right. need you to – we're not uh, expecting dude, you to I come. Would not, I would not want to be in that room. That, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So we're, who's going to be the guy that's, 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 that's bold enough to say, okay, you know, we understand that you're a great player. You're, prob- you're maybe a future Hall of Famer depending on who you talk to. But – I would say so. I, I, I and I I disagree, but we'll 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 get into that. Um, but I, but like I said, who wants to be the guy to say like, all right, um, you know, like we know what you've done before, but we don't necessarily need you to do that now, right? And I think at the time, like I said, I don't think that he was he was able he was ready to accept that he wasn't really ready to accept that until the, it got to the point where it got scary for him. It was like I may not ever play in the NBA again if I don't. Decide right. to jump jump on this jump on this thing and, and pretty much say like okay my I'm not that guy anymore I'm a role player now exactly and, and but even even still with that like you like you alluded to before as far as with the, when he was got signed to the Bulls and he got waved there's no way in hell Cam Cam Cameron Payne should have made a team over Carmelo Anthony that's I'm what sorry. that's what I'm saying bro and this wasn't Cameron <laughs> Payne on the Suns this was Cameron Payne one of the worst guards in the fucking NBA yeah. And then you have to, and then also like Denzel Valentine, like are we for real? Like over mellow, right? Like I'm, I'm sorry. Even like I said, even with with the difficult, the difficulty that would have came with it. Like I said, if if they had to be the ones to break it down to mellow, say, hey, you know, we're gonna have you come off the bench instead of being, um, 
you know, that guy or whatever, like, I, come on, man. Like, I mean, and there was, there was a lot of teams that, um, that passed on him. That there's a lot of guys. I mean, even if you want to go even further than that, that were in the league that shouldn't have been in league in the league over Melo. Oh, without um, a doubt. Yeah, like I'm, I'm like, I, if you, I, I wish that I had, I had the list in front of me of who the current guys in the league were at the time where Melo was kind of like not really, you know, it, on, it like this. Elena, Cristiano Felicio was in the league on the Bulls, but Carmelo Anthony couldn't make the cut. That's like uh, that's what, it, yeah, that's what I, and like even when he was with that, when he was when he got with OKC, okay, so yeah, I'm like, okay, so you got Paul George, you got Carmelo, you got Russ, right? How, like what? Like, are you for real? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, y'all didn't even give him an opportunity for one. And for two, I don't think that they – I think this happened with OKC and with Houston. Right. I don't think that anybody sat down with Melo and said, okay, so this is what we want – this is what we need you to do. Right. This is what your role is going to be. This is what, you know, we want – we were bringing you in for you to do this. Yeah. No, nope, you know what I'm saying? I look at it more as who he played with. I feel like yeah, you play with yeah. Harden and you play with Russ, like – and, and you're still trying to come off of that yeah, high of, yeah, I'm the yeah, number one scorer. Yeah, it's yes, hard. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's a, that's a great point because you got to convince this. You, you know what I'm saying? He's looking at these guys like, I raised these dudes. Because you, right. know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're doing and now you're going to disrespect me talking yeah, about now, third option. Yeah, and now you're not even third option, but we want you to come off the bench. Right. Because in OKC, it was like, okay, so, I mean, and I, we all remember the press conference. Was, it was like, who, me? Come off the bench? Like, what? Like, what the fuck are you and talking it, about? Like, I'm not yeah, it's just that. like, yeah, like, I'm Carmelo Anthony. Like, why would I do that? So, it's just right. like, it, it, it was just, it was one of those things, man. And I'm, I'm glad that Melo is getting this opportunity with the Lakers. I'm glad that he's with LeBron. And I feel like LeBron has definitely um, been a part of the elevation. They're not even the... Because like you said, Melo never really left, but he kind of lost himself a little bit. I, yeah. I, I'll say that. And I feel like he's he's comfortable with the Lakers. He he has a definitive role. He knows what they need him to come in and do. It's not one of those things where, like, you're Carmelo Anthony, figure it out. It's like, look, we need you to come off and be the anchor for the bench. We need you to be the main guy to get these guys going. We know you can score. Sometimes, you're, you know what I'm saying, if you're in this diff- these different lineups, you're going to be a spot. We don't expect you to really be on the, you know, too much on the defensive end because that's never been Carlamel's strong suit. But you right. know what I'm saying? As far as scoring wise, we take LeBron out or we take Russ out. We need you to give our team production and, and kind of keep us afloat or just just keep your foot on the gas until everybody gets a rest and then we can bring this, these guys back in. But um, I love his role in the Lakers. I love um, what he's been able to do so far with the Lakers. I love that he has been um, casted in the role of kind of like a, a, in a closer kind of situation right? Um, where, where the game's kind of teetering. He's been able to kind of make that separation because Carmelo has always been great at that. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, yeah, I just, I, I just love this, this opportunity for him. And I do feel like this is his best opportunity to win a championship. Yeah. I, I don't, I think if it really, and it depends what the future lies, I really can't say because he could sign with anybody. Um, mm-hmm. But if he doesn't win with this constructed roster, or at least in LA, um, I, I don't see him winning anywhere else. Unless it's like, a, like, all right, I'm gonna sign a minimum contract to just chill on the championship team. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So really quick, um, and this, um, okay. So I actually have I have two more topics here. So oh, we can we'll talk about whatever. I'm, I'm okay. Cool. Okay, and cool. So. First things first, I want to ask you, because I've been asking a lot, just a lot of people just in casual conversation. 
Right. How do you think the Ben the Ben Simmons saga in Philly ends? Like, what what do you think is going to be the the end all be all of what that situation is going to be? Because we all know what's going on. We all know it's right. rocky. We all know Ben doesn't want to be there. Philly fans don't want him there. His teammates pretty much are 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 done with him. So, what do you think is the best opportunity for Ben Simmons going forward? I think it's just like the Deshaun Watson stuff. I, I really do. Mm. Now, now mm. it's not in the same sense of, you know, what's going on in their personal right, life. Right, right, right. Um, but sure. more from a front office standpoint of, you know, we're going to get the bank for our buck. And, and we don't have all the facts right now. Uh, that being, you know, for Houston and Philly, because we really don't know. For a while, you really didn't know where Ben stood until that they had that meeting together. Um, mm-hmm. So they're not just going to go trade him for nothing until you speak to Ben or at least in Watson's case, you know, get the facts. Uh, I will not support either of them until, you know, I, I see more because, number one, Deshaun's his own thing, and we can have a conversation about that a different day. Um, but, you know, Ben is one of those things where I don't understand your frustration. I don't understand mm-hmm. what's wrong with you. Um, I understand, you know, you, you get that blame, and that sucks. I've been a part of it. I've been the last strikeout. I've been the last uh, – you know, game losing touchdown, and I've it, I've been on the end of it before. It happens, um, but you got to be able to be that number one guy. And, and you were coddled at LSU, you were coddled overseas, and you mm-hmm. were coddled with the Philadelphia 76ers because of trust the process. I feel like Ben said, "All right, well, they're gonna trust the process, so I have a good five, ten years where I don't gotta mm-hmm. give a shit." And, mm-hmm. and I even noticed, you know, with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, obviously. Uh, I've been a big fan of him since early on in those Bulls days, and I have every jersey of him. So I, I love the guy, and I don't know how you can't. But if you can't work with the Jimmy Butler, that's completely understandable. But don't mm-hmm. run him out of town. Like, you had a championship-caliber mm. team. You know, we had J.J. Redick, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons, and Jimmy Butler all on one team by Brett Brown. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is you didn't play – to the level that you can. You are the second coming of LeBron James, in my opinion. The size, the physical talent, like this. The passing ability. Right. This kid can be LeBron James 2.0. The fact mm-hmm. of the matter is he doesn't have a lick, even 1% of his work ethic. And, and that's the yeah. problem. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I don't understand. Like, I hear you. I hear you wanting out of a team like Dame or like Russ or like any one of those situations that we have going on right now. Where are they going to go? Where are they going to be traded to? Who knows? But to me, I, Ben Simmons doesn't have any real reason to want to be out other than I don't want to work. Like, I don't want to work for yeah, what I have. Yeah, yeah. Like, bro, I've seen the videos along. I know you've seen them too. Yeah, they're, for sure. They're knocking down threes in practice. With ease, with confidence. With, right. And, and you're out there talking. No shit. hesitation. Bro, I'm not asking you to hit these threes. I'm just asking you to take the it's shot. A t- at least, it's, and see, right. that's my. That's my problem with Ben Simmons. It's that it's not because nobody and not everybody's gonna be Steph Curry. Like right. let's just just keep but at least attempt. Even you can right. say what you want about Brian. Like Brian's not the greatest shooter either, but Brian was never afraid to at least. Hey, he been attempt. knocking him down though. Yeah, no, he has he has been but like you know what I'm saying. I, obviously, yeah, like, I it was you. one. It was kind of because like you said, he was he was the second coming of LeBron James, but they were in there they were in as far as in this point of their career in similar situations. Braun right. was not a great shooter, but Braun would at least attempt to shoot. Right. That is the difference. Ben won't even attempt to shoot. And then right. when and then when you know Braun was like kind of figured it out in his mind, okay, if I'm gonna separate myself, if I'm gonna be a great player, if I'm gonna be on the level of these other guys that I wanna be in that same conversation or be able to sit at the table with and talk basketball with. I need to improve my shooting. 
Right. So he went, he went, he improved it enough to where you have to account for it. And right. that's all, and that's all people are asking from Ben. Approve it, improve it enough and be confident enough in it to where people have to account for it. So where people, there's literally right. like, the floor. exactly. And there's, like you said, there's been videos of him knocking shots down. There's also videos of, of people leaving him completely wide open. Exactly. Because they know he either won't shoot it or there's the chances of it, it even getting close to going in or slim to none. That is, as a player in the NBA, as a professional, I would consider that as disrespectful. Right. It, it's, it's, it's really to me, and again, not to, not to you know, change the conversation, but it, it definitely does tie into you know, where they stand on trading him because he mm-hmm. still is the second coming of LeBron James. And mm-hmm. at any point in time that he decides that he's willing to space the floor by taking those shots, and I truly do believe, I've said this on ASAP, I've said this on my own podcast, if I'm not mistaken, and I'll say it here too. If Ben Simmons even attempted three-point shots in that 2018-2019 postseason um, against, uh, what was it, the Toronto Raptors, they mm-hmm. win that series and they go to the finals. Now, whether KD and Clay still go down, who yeah. knows? Yeah, it's always right. a question. You don't know. It, it right, happen, right, right. Could have not. Right. Um, but if they do, I think the 76ers win that championship especially if KD and Clay go down. So I looked at it like that. And, and and to still say that, you know, you want six-plus first-round draft picks for this kid, um, he, he's got to help himself. If you want out of Philly, you got to show up. And honestly, if I was Ben Simmons, whether he does it or not, and I, obviously he probably won't, um, but I, I'd show up. I'd say, all right, I'm going to knock down threes. I'm going to at least attempt to shoot them, and I'm going to play my way out of here because then mm-hmm. I'm going to get those draft picks that mm-hmm. you guys want, and I'm going to get mm-hmm. out, and that's all I want. Now, if he goes and teams up with Dame or and CJ, that's nice. That'd be nice. And I'd honestly give up my future if I'm Portland uh, just because of that, because I think Ben, CJ, um, and Dame would be nice. But, again, Dame's got that hard mentality just like Jimmy. So you, you got to be able to work, and you got to be able to put in that work. And the problem with what I just said, Alana, is – you really look at it like, okay, well, if my if what Mike's saying is true and, and he mm-hmm. knocks down those threes to force his way out of Philly, let's say that happens. The new team you go to, they're expecting you to knock down those threes that you were not. You got no Philly. matter where you go, you're gonna have to shoot. Right. No matter where you go. You can't shoot your way out of Philly and then mm-hmm. your new team trades for you and you say, I'm not shooting anymore. Like yeah, what the no. fuck? Like what mm-hmm. that's the I've, been, yeah. I've been bamboozled. Like this hoodwinked. Is <laughs> like, I've been hoodwinked. What is this? I've been hoodwinked. This is crap. Mm-hmm. This isn't yep. the guy I asked for. This mm-hmm. is some shit off wish list. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like it, it's horrible. It's ho- like I seen the one meme, it was the 76ers, and it said, uh, you know, the Amazon version is LeBron James and the wish list is Ben Simmons. And I was like, it's fucking facts. Like Woo! that's really how it is. But Gosh, I, I think I think this could go in. Uh, a year or even longer with before they end up moving him because uh, just like the Texas thing, like they're they're banking on you know the talent that he has and they're not gonna just okay we'll take two picks and be fine with it. They're fucked that. Mm-hmm. No, abs- and absolutely, and I, I like I said, I, I totally agree with you. It's it's one of those things where um, he I I don't know what it's gonna take or or who he needs to talk to or like what the situation is because at the end of the day like no matter what no matter where he goes whether he gets traded now or traded down the line whatever the case may be because I mean he's gonna get out of Philly eventually like he's not gonna right. stay in Philly that's that that's that's pretty much a draw a foregrown conclusion that that 
is pretty much over with. But he's still going to be he's still going to need to be able to shoot. And right. I like it's just I don't it's just so complex because he's such a talent and it's just like you have this one thing that literally you can work on. Like you can't yeah. teach heart, you can't teach intangibles, you can't teach um, you know, mentality, um, things of that nature, but learning how to sh- you can learn how to shoot. consistent enough where like I said at least it's accounted for at least where people have to respect it and honor it and where now it's and it's like it's going to be even harder now because now around the league because the the same way you and I talk players talk the same way and probably worse so the the general consensus of amongst NBA players is this guy is terrified right (laughs) (laughs) I think it does tie into our Carmelo Anthony situation though where it's like I think by not playing and not being in the league for potentially a whole year could change Ben Simmons' way of thinking. And, and just like Carmelo, where, okay, well, I'm going to need to take this bench role. And and it's the same thing with Ben, where it's, okay, well, I'm actually going to have to start playing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, – I mean, it's, it's crazy that it is um, gotten to this point. Um, yeah. I feel like there are, I don't know. Like, I feel like the. I'm over this, it. I don't know. If like, over, yeah, like, no, I, I am. I'm like, I'm I'm just, like just, just figure it out already. Yeah, you know? like, I just want it to be, yeah, like you said, I just want it to be like a solution. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, before it was funny. Like, I was like, oh, that's, you know, like, it'll it'll blow over or it'll just get traded. But, like, to, to fucking sit, like, at least Kyrie's standing for something. You know what I mean? Like, Kyrie. Yeah. Truly believe whether you but whether believe. you agree with it or yeah, whether you agree with it or not, he at least is and then right. You, but Ben, Ben yeah. to yeah. to a, a real just I and mean, just my opinion is just being a pussy. Like that's that's really what it is, and being a crybaby. And that's that's how I look at it. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, it, it's it's unfortunate because a lot of these newer NBA players have that kind they kind of have that same mentality. Like there's a lot, right. there's like a few there's a crop of a few that that are you know what I'm saying are are like like you and I both allude to all the time is like that are dogs that are you know just got that heart in them like they don't they don't let stuff like this affect them like if anything it's like okay I'm not good at this I'm gonna improve I'm gonna work hard and it's like I just don't I just hope that this isn't the direction that the league is going in and and honestly I feel yeah. like it started with like a James Harden because. He came. He came back from you know obviously because he wanted to be out of Houston. He came back overweight, giving minimal effort because he didn't want to anymore. And right, you got everybody else that are considered superstars or considered in that light, being like, okay, well, if he did it and he was successful at it and got right. a championship contending team, then shoot, maybe I can do it too. You know what I mean? No, I I think about it all the way back to not to cut you off, but I I yeah. think you know. Even Jimmy, I love Jimmy, but what he fucking did in Minnesota was fucking insane, and and, yeah, and that really yeah. showed Harden how to get out, and he showed so many other people how to get out. Was you know I'm all right, fuck you, I'm gonna cuss out Tibbs and, and the front office, and I'm gonna take the third stringers, and we're gonna fucking dog against the starters and shit on Cat, shit on Wiggins, uh, shit on all these other guys, and, and honestly, I think Jimmy was one of the guys who really paved the way for that. Mm-hmm. No, and you know what? Honestly, that's a really good point, and I didn't think about that. Um, that, it, but you're absolutely right. Like he definitely was a guy that did, that did kind of start that premise of 
if you want to, if you really want to get out of here, like if you really want right. to leave, then all you have to do is just act like this or rub right. this. Anthony rub. Davis did it too. Yeah, absolutely. Anthony Davis to the point where he wasn't even dressing for game. Hell yeah, that man. I was like, like oh, nah, fuck this. Like we can at least give it to to James Harden and to these came. Right, they were games. showing up. You know what and, I'm and saying? They were like, trying to change stuff, but I mean, at the end of the day, like. I don't really blame Anthony at the same time, though, because, I mean, New Orleans is just a fucking mess, but I didn't like the way it was handled. Not at all, and I feel like he could have definitely handled that a lot better. And I mean, New Orleans is a shit of an organization, if we're all the way, if we're all the way honest. Yeah. But um, he definitely, he did, most definitely could have handled that situation a whole lot better. But again, like I said, these, these are all examples to, to lead to where we got to a Ben Simmons, where... It looks like he's acting out, or he. It looks like he's he's going too far. But it's just like look at the examples that we just named before him. Like, right. He's just looking at the guys that are that have been successful and got out of their situations by doing similar. Maybe not to the extent that he's doing it, but doing something similar to the point where it's gotten to them, gotten them to where they wanted to go. And right. so in his mind, it's like, well, I can do the same thing. And but the only problem with his situation is. Those guys were like at the end of their contract, where they could they could afford to go wherever they wanted to go. Right. Ben is locked into a Ben locked himself. Yeah. Yeah, like you're 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 locked into like at least another four years, so you can't really wiggle the same way these other guys can. You know what I right. mean? And and to me, to to your point though, I think guys like Ja, uh, Luca, and, mm-hmm. and I I like uh, Jason Tatum at the same time. Same. Like, yep, yep. I think there are some dogs out there. I think Zach Levine is becoming that. Mm-hmm. Um, there mm-hmm. are a couple guys out there to me that are still dogs. Marcus Smart is beyond dog. Like he's dog mm-hmm. dog. Like he's the yes. tier of yes. dog. He's throwing fucking chairs. Um, and I don't know if you heard what just happened, yeah. but he he literally called out Jason Tatum and oh, wow. um, Jalen Brown after the game. So, yeah, it was bad. Oh, I gotta, I gotta, yeah, I gotta check into that. I've been, I yeah, haven't. That, I could actually, yeah. I could read it. I have it on my phone right here. Oh, please, want. please do. Yes, he let's said, uh, So, so basically, the Celtics offense had a nineteen point lead against the Bulls today. They were the yes. comeback kids. The Bulls end up winning this game. They smoked For them. Sure. Um, and, and then they asked Marcus Smart about it after the game. And mind you, this is the Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart that threw a fucking chair at somebody after the playoff loss. He goes mm-hmm. out there and he goes, I can only do so much just standing in the corner. Everybody's scouting report is making it seem like Jalen and Jay, um, being Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, try to pass the ball. They don't want to pass the ball, and that's something they're going to learn. And, and, and that's that, to me... Ooh. It, it, fucking, it speaks volumes to who Marcus Smart is. Like they're willing, it, he's it willing does. to go out there and say that shit. It does, and that's and I love it. But at the same time, you might have wrote yourself out a ticket out of Boston, sir. Oh yeah, without a doubt, without because, a doubt, because it's it's Jalen yeah. and, and Jalen yeah. and Brown's mm-hmm. team and Jason's mm-hmm. team. Um, yeah, without a doubt. So that is something that, I do yeah. think. You're throwing chairs. You're fucking starting yeah. problems. He's mm-hmm. got a point. Um, but, but it's, it's it's it's, it's it's one of the and not to cut you off, Mike, but it's one no, of those good. things. It's one of those things where that's in house. There you go, and it's kind of similar to the situation with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, because right. if you remember last year and during the playoffs at the end, where Joel Embiid pretty much broke down the final play where Ben Simmons passed the ball instead of um, going up Something. for the shot. Right. Yeah, and he didn't say Ben Simmons' name, but I mean, if we if you go back and look at the play, you clearly know who he's talking about. Right. It's and, and and also Doc Rivers alluded to well I'm not sure if I can win with him and then trying to go back and clean it. It's the same thing. It's Gee, I that to this day to this day I watched that and I was like Doc 
like you can't like you can't from that. you can't do it was it wasn't like you were like I can't win with this team it, it was I can't win with you this player this this guy this person I was exactly. like you can't you that can't and that absolutely and that is that is where the problem lies because right. it's it's one of the and that's and this is why I'm not necessarily mad at Ben Simmons for wanting to leave Philly because my thing is this and this is this is not even just a a sports a sports reference or a sports um you know situation this is just right real life like right. if 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 you if, I'll just I'll use I'll use I'll use me and you for an example right right if me you are you and I are friends right we're close you know we 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 rock with each other right right if you do something I don't like and I go to Instagram and say well Mike you know me and Mike are cool but. Mike did such and such and such and such, and I wasn't a fan, but I didn't go to you first. Right. That's an issue because you're going to look at me like, well, if we're friends like you say we are, why don't you just come to me? Right. You know what I'm saying? That's how, and that's how I feel about the Philly situation. It's like, I can't really be mad at Ben Simmons for one. I feel like he professionally could handle it better, but I can't be mad at him for saying, you know what? F this. I don't want to be here. Right. Y'all don't. It's, y'all it's clearly those, don't. It's a high exactly. school drama type. Exactly. Thing. Y'all clearly don't want me here. You made it abundantly clear because it's, it, at the end of the day, what they said wasn't wrong. Right. Like, but at the, but she, as a team, but there's a way about there's a way about exactly. There's a way about handling it, and as a team, and as as a, a star player like um you know Joel Embiid is, and as as a as as stout as Doc Rivers is as a, as a coach. That's a that's a conversation you have with him in the locker room, right? Because Doc I'm sure me, Doc to me, not to cut you off, but Doc to me no, was what ahead. did it because you've that seen, was the nail in the coffin, that right? You coffin. you've seen guys like Shaq go after Kobe and vice versa, and you've seen Rodman make comments about Jordan and Pip and and, and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Even Braun has made comments about individuals on his team for sure. Before, at, the, for sure. at the end of the day, it's 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 a player's criticism and it's your teammates' criticism, and it's not to come off as rude. It's just you know. You get asked a question, and sometimes in situations like that, it needs to be said, not just privately, because guys like Ben, if it's said in private, is one of those guys who kind of brushes you off. So if you say it publicly, it's to his attention. So he's in the spotlight. Now, Doc, when it comes from Doc, it, it, it would offend me, too, to the point where you, you understand you know, how long Doc's been in the league and how many players Doc has played with and how successful he is as a coach. So to hear from your head coach that, you know, I can't win with you and you're supposed to be the generational and the franchise player for the next 10 plus years, you look at it and you say, all right, well then fuck you. You know what I mean? So that, that's how I would take yeah. it. I'd be like, if that's how you truly feel after one season together, I don't want to be here. And, and I think Doc did slip up. Uh, it yeah. definitely happens with frustration. But as a coach, mm-hmm. you can't slip up like that. And here, and here's also the flip side of that too. And I, I'm glad that you mentioned like guys like Braun and and um and Rodman and um you know uh, probably Shaq and Kobe. The difference is what they said in, in public. I guarantee you, they said it to that person's face right. before it got to the public. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was it was probably one of those situations where it was just like, okay, well, like this is. It's kind of like it was. It was too much. It was like an overload. Like you know, like right. I, and I've that's said, why I said this because again, yeah, like it's, yeah, it's like. When you say, and if I said something to you in private and I said, hey, like, you know, you, you swear this doesn't happen for anybody listening. But if, if Alana swore too much on the ASAP network and we don't swear all the time, she's dropping yeah, F-bombs no. and saying things about Donald Trump or just political things that yeah, we just don't crazy need in the shit. network. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, if, you, if I came to her privately and said, hey, maybe you don't do that and you brush me off, 
then maybe I'd have to say it publicly on the show. Yeah, yeah. Maybe no, see, that's, that. and that's, yeah, right. absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's what MB did. Uh, it could, and it could be, honestly, because, and, and but it's, it's tricky with that situation just for the simple fact that they've always kind of had, um, they always weren't the great, that situation wasn't always the greatest between them. Like they, they yeah, haven't they always been, really had that bond. yeah, like they did. They never had that bond. They never really on, were on the same play, the same page. And I think they were kind of, it was like an internal competition between the two of them. Like they were never right. cohesive. Like who's as, the like, real team. process? Exactly. You know exactly. I mean? Like who's the process? Who are we trusting in? Who are we putting the, t- who are we building the team around? Who, who is, who's in the driver's seat? Who have you know what I'm saying? Like who's in the passenger? Right. Like it was never really established and sat down. They just kind of threw a bunch of guys together and said, we got all this talent. We got all this potential. Let's see if we can make it work. Right. And, and it's to like, be it's quite honest with you. Yeah. Not to cut you off, but no, go ahead. the only reason Embiid won that in my eyes is because of Ben's lack of effort. And Ben kind of just gave up. Lack of aggression. Him. Lack right. of aggression. Like, if Ben yeah. shot, mm-hmm. Ben would be the number one option. Absolutely. Embiid. Because Ben is the more reliable player. Right. He's the more healthy of the two. He, you know, what I'm saying, has the most all potential. Defense, back all defense, years, like and all of these things. If he, if he would just put his foot on the gas and assert himself, there would, like you said, there would be no question. It's one A, one B. I'm one A, you're one B, and right. that's just what and, it is. And that's the problem. Like Embiid is like, you know what? I, I look at it like this: the the moment I realize, and and I'm gonna lose credibility to some people who are listening to this, but it's the way we speak in Chicago. The moment I realized who was bitch made and who wasn't. Was it period in that Toronto series? Because period. I saw, I saw at the very end, Joel Embiid, you know, dealing with the stomach virus and dealing with everything, which is fucking insane. If I had the stomach flu and had to play a game the same day, I would fucking be a mess. I give him all credit in the world. It's one of the worst things to happen to you. Is it's fucking horrible. So I gave him all the credit for going out there and balling out. Number one, that's when he showed me how much he wants it. Um, and two, when you see him crying as he walks off, I said. Based off of this, I'm going to say how he plays next season shows a lot of what he's taking from this. Is he going to roll over and say, I don't want to be in this spotlight again? Or is he going to take the mantle and be that guy? And and, and Bede mm-hmm. took it. And Bede said, fuck it. I'm elevating my game to the next Since level. Since you won't, I will. Right. And, and Ben did it. Ben was kind of like, I don't give a fuck, and walked off. Like, I didn't see Ben having heart in that series. And your brother... Is, is fighting off whether it was a stomach virus or whatever he had, food poisoning, whatever it was, you didn't step up. Like, it was Jimmy Butler and, and J.J. Redick and Tobias Harris, and Ben was just kind of chilling. Like, Jimmy was running the offense. Like, it was, it was just a bad look for Ben. I was like, bro, Embiid's not even, like, at 100%, and you're not being, like we said, 1A, 1B. You're not even being two or three. Like, you're just kind of letting everyone else – do everything and, and that's that's really the moment that it was for me you know that following season Ben didn't step up the way we he should have you should be pissed about that Kawhi shot because it shouldn't have came down to that and and he mm-hmm. completely took it over mm-hmm. and he was like you said he it's just the fact that Embiid is and he's not afraid of the moment right and and that's the separation and I feel like I don't know if mentally Ben kind of peeped that and, and just kind of got into this point of like, well, maybe just mentally shut down. Like, I'm not sure. Like, I, I'm really interested to see one. I just want to hear him talk maybe like about what exactly like. Right. And that's, that's the same stuff with Kyrie too. Like all yeah, we want to yeah. do is hear the guy just talk. Hear, just, yeah. Just hear you talk. And it's like, I, 
you know, but the, but the difference even with that situation, it's like the difference with Kyrie is Kyrie at least will, will step up and be like, look, I'm not doing this. I don't care what you think. I don't care what right. you think. I don't care what you think. I believe this. I'm sticking to this. If you want to fight me for it, that's fine. But like, this is, this is, this is what I believe. Ben won't even right. give you that. Like Ben won't even give you that. Right. You know what I'm saying? At least Kyrie is not afraid. Is not afraid to at least give you that. And like, it won't be, you know, and it won't, you know, he won't do it a lot. But when he does it, he does it with intent. And it's right. like, you know, this is this this is what it is. And you can do what you want with it. And I'm gonna go back to to my to my bubble. But this is what I feel. Ben exactly. won't even Ben won't even give you that. And it's just like I, you know, I I hope mentally that he's stable and that he's okay. Me too. And I, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I, I still believe in Ben Simmons. I still believe that he has potential to be a great player. Like I said, I just want him to get over that hurdle of it, of just seizing that opportunity. Like, he, it's, it's right there. Like, it's just this one thing that's hindering him from being in the conversations of the Jaws and the, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, uh, right. the Lucas and the, the Jason Tatums and the, and the Trey Young. Like, it's this little, little one thing that's keeping him from doing that. Right, I and, think. And, I mean, he's better. Than, in my opinion, he's better than Ja. He's better. Absolutely, than he, absolutely. Luca, Luca, I think, is a conversation that's still uh, the court is still in session with that one. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. definitely something we're going to continue to see. Um, mm-hmm. But I would I would take Simmons if you look at it from an overall player, and there's no personalities entwined with that. I think Ben Simmons is a top ten player that you pick in like a fantasy draft. You know what I mean? Like, if you yeah, were starting sure. a team tomorrow, Ben Simmons, if you look at him. And look at that three-point shot in practice. Like, I, I would definitely take Ben Simmons' top three. For sure. All right, so um, let's wrap up the Ben, the, the ben Simmons conversation. I want to ask you really quick because you are Luka Magic. You are Luka Mania. You are a big, yes, big standing, standing ten toes on the, on the Luka train. So I want you to kind of give me your um, – I guess your your view or your opinion as far as Luca Luca Doncic and just what you see in him that has you pretty much convinced that he's going to be the the next face of the NBA or, or the next guy. Like what what does that look like for you as far as what Luca Doncic? To me, I mean, Luka, what you say? I'm used, I'm used no, go ahead. Oh, um, so so to me, Luca. I've been watching Luca a long time since the you know overseas days. This guy was a kid playing against grown men, just like Lamelo. Um, but but he played with some type of assertion and, and um, just overall like man in him. You know what I mean? Like he was willing to be that guy, even though the guys next to him were probably half his age or double his age. You know what I mean? So Luca's been that guy. Luca's been in these scenarios. Luca's been playing with grown men since like the age of sixteen, um, mm-hmm. and, and he comes from a different world and he comes from a different place, and he understands the struggle the same way Giannis does. Um, mm-hmm. And he understands that, you know, to be a leader, you need to be a dog. And, and Luca's mm-hmm. one of those guys that is a dog in my eyes. And I think mm-hmm. as goofy and as funny and as just all around great it is to talk to a guy like Giannis, when mm-hmm. it comes down to his family and putting bread on the table or winning a championship, Absolutely. Giannis will lay you the fuck out. Like, and, oh, and, for and sure. Luca, for sure. Luca's the same way. They have that dog in them. Like, I remember Giannis and his brothers um, were, I always forget the other two's names, but um, they, they're always, they, they were street vendors. You know what I mean? Like they were selling stuff. They were poverty level. Like they did not have anything growing up. And, and I'm sure Luca, what I'm, I can't speak for him, but Luca was probably in a very similar situation. Probably not that bad because we haven't heard him talk about that. Um, but when you're in a third world country, it, it's definitely hard 
growing up in that kind of lifestyle. And, and it, it really asserts you to be that guy. I'm not trying to make it a sap story, but that's where I see the dog come in with Luca and guys like Giannis is because they've gone through something that guys like LaMelo haven't. Like LaMelo mm-hmm. had a Lambo at 16. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, bro, fact. Like, Speak respect, on it. Speak respect, on it. but like dog. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't know the struggle like they do. Um, so, and, and then his overall game, if we're not even talking about his game yet, this guy can space the floor. This guy can hit those shots. This guy was getting dogged by the Clippers and just like not in the game, but just physically getting dogged. These guys are beating the shit out of him. Patrick Beverly's out here trying to take this man's whole career. Um, but, you know, it, it, he it's still in and still through. This kid just dominates and this kid just goes in the paint he's willing to beat the fuck out of you and and, and take those hits to do it like I think Luca would die for this game I truly do believe that he reminds me of Kobe he reminds me of Jordan um in that dog mentality type atmosphere And, and I think the one thing I will say the one knock is I don't know yet how good of a teammate he is um I I haven't really seen that um I I definitely think he loves the ball in his hand but I definitely think I, I put a lot of the blame on Porzingis, um, but I also also see how Luca does shy away from him from time to time. Now you do have to hit those shots when you get those opportunities. Mm-hmm. That's on Porzingis for being dog water. Um, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's definitely a scenario where if I saw three guys in the paint and Luca coming up the middle and and you know Porzingis alone in the corner, I would say nine times out of ten, Luca matches those three guys and tries to take the shot instead of passing it to Porzingis. That's just who he is. So I'd like to see him become more of a team player. Um, this Dallas Mavericks team isn't great. Mark Cuban has a lot of fucking money. So I mean, he's, <laughs> he's got to get that going soon. Um, but I, I think Luke is one of those guys that will be in the conversation for a very long time. Absolutely. And I, I do I do agree with you to an extent. I do love Luke's game. I love his mentality. I love his swagger. I love that he's yeah. um, that he's just one of those guys that's just like, you know what, like I know I know how good I am. He's been able to show that. My only, my only hiccup, I guess, with Luca is, is there's sometimes where in the fourth quarter he kind of shrinks a bit. He kind of, he kind of has a moment, moment or moments where he disappears, and it's just like, if you're, if you're gonna be that guy, which I think Luca obviously has the potential to do, you gotta be. That's 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 the money maker right there. That's 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 the time of of the night where you gotta rise to the occasion and you gotta really separate yourself and. The other guys like a Jai or a Trey, they've done that already. Mm-hmm. We've like we've we've seen we've had enough sample size to see that they're 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 capable of doing that. And I just need to see a little bit more from Luca in that regard. But I do think everything that you said is absolutely correct and spot on as it pertains to him. Um, like Luca got game. Like Luca right. can play. Like he can flat out hoop. Like I think he's he's the superstar, but he's also a hooper super as well. Like he oh without he, a doubt. Like you know, any anybody, he's kind of like he remi- he reminds me of like a short, which is crazy that he got Dallas, he got trapped into Dallas because he's a shorter Dirk. Yeah, like he, really, he, he just he, he coming. even Dirk he's knew the second, it. Dirk knew it when he was drafted from the from the very beginning because even Dirk. But if 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 history serves correct, then Luca will be on a great trajectory because you got to remember Dirk had talent just like Luca coming into the league too. Right. But Dirk had to learn to get that dog in him because a lot of the, the, the other guys didn't really respect him. Like even Kevin Garnett was like, we thought he was soft. Right. Until and until he proved he too. wasn't. Yeah. Uh, to me, I looked at it, not to cut you off, but I, I no think good. that's where they differ. Like I think they're the same animal, but a different beast mm-hmm. in a sense of mm-hmm. Luca's a dog mm-hmm. and, and Dirk was a great teammate. 
And I think yeah, he had to learn how to be a dog. Right. He had to learn how to be a dog the way Luca needs to learn how to play. You see Luca Mm. struggling in the Mm. fourth. And I Mm. think it's because of how deep you go into it the first Mm -hmm. three quarters. Mm -hmm. And then by the fourth, you're like, fuck, I'm gassed. Well, maybe maybe take as many shots as you have been. We can mm-hmm. change that. You know what I mean? Like, maybe if you involve some other people, come fourth quarter, you're ready to go. Like, even Cody, but, to an extent, was yeah, like, all but, right, fuck, let's get Shaq involved. Let's get all these other yeah. guys involved. Luca's got to do that. But to his strength, though, I mean, to his credit, though, um, he has to get people that he can rely upon consistently for him to do right. that. And right. that's, a part of, that's a part of the issue that, as well, that's, un, that's um, kind of unspoken at this particular point is that, he doesn't really have anybody to defer to. Like, he don't have, like, even, we, you know, we talked about CJ McCollum earlier in the show. Like, he's not really, you know, that guy that to be right next to Dane. But at the same time, CJ can hold his own. Like, CJ can get hot. Like, CJ can be, right. if, if Dane goes out or Dane's not having a night, CJ could, could take over a game at least and, and, you know what I'm saying, make it competitive or at least win or even win. Them. Like, we've seen CJ win games for them. Right. Luka doesn't have that guy, and it ain't Przingis. And it, no, it's, 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 it's just not it's, it's not it's so and it, yeah, it's so bad. And it's like he's just not he's he not that guy. <laughs> like, right. just... like I look at Porzingis right now is just a richer Lori marketing, in my opinion. And it's the mm. same guy. It's the same, literally mm. same guy. It's not a white guy thing. That's I'm interesting. Saying, if you look at both of their games, it's literally That's the same guy. Just a different salary. That that's honestly that's a really interesting um comparison i haven't heard that one and that's actually probably that's actually spot on um oh man it's i don't even, know they were even saying that in chicago they were like why don't we trade for porzingis i was like are you fucking like, why, yeah like why would you we say, have you porzingis <laughs> like what the fuck are you talking about yeah, i already we, had denzel valentine you don't need porzingis right. we already like, got what? the white boy from finland or wherever the fuck he's from that won't oh, shoot the ball we don't need yeah. a fucking other one i forgot about him we don't need we don't need a Lori marketing again like that. It was not the prop. Porzingis is not the answer. Um, I, I like the unicorn. Remember, I remember uh, Michael Rappaport was remember he said when they drafted him, he was a big Knicks fan. He said, "Who the fuck is Tingus Pingus?" And, and it's Tingus Pingus. It, okay. It's come back to that. Who the fuck is Porzingis? Like it, it mm-hmm. is not relevant. Um, and, and I could be wrong, and maybe he has a resurgence later on in his career, and I hope he does because. Guy's fun to watch, um, but it, he it's is when really... man, and he's had so many opportunities to make it click for him, and it's like, right. like you, you could have ran the potential. New York, yeah, oh my goodness, gracious, Derek like, Rose, oh my god, Anthony and Porzingis on the same squad, bro. Like it, it happened. That was a roster, and and it, it just didn't click. Even Derek was like, thing. and Noah was there too. He was like, mm-hmm. you know, we knew. On paper, that team was going to be nice. And then Derek said the first day he showed up, he knew they weren't shit. And, and that's that's honestly, it speaks volumes to, I think, Porzingis' yeah. work ethic, too. <clears throat> For sure. Now, since we since you broke up, um, brought up Joe Kim, though, I wanted to ask you this because I know he just got honored. Um, this, and this will be our last topic here. But I know he just got honored with the Bulls. Um, they, you know, gave him a good tribute video and things of that nature. Yeah, retired what does, Retired, yeah, retiredable, pretty much. Um, what does, what does Joe Kim? Because I've never really been a Bulls fan, so I'm asking, I'm, I'm relying on you right. with this. What does Joe Kim mean to the Bulls' history, and do you see it ever being a point where Joe Kim's number is retired in the rafters? 
That's that's a great question. First, mm-hmm. I want to say that ceremony and and that game against the Knicks, which you were there for, it was beautiful. I was there. Yes. My boys that I've known since middle school, since basically diapers, we all went together. Um, a bunch of my former teammates were there from baseball. We all had a great time. It was, it was the fucking shit. It was amazing. And it would have been even better if DeMar would have hit the that win. fucking yeah, got shot. The, got the win. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it, it would, and, and the fashion that it happened, it, I would have fucking lost my mind. I, you even oh, saw yeah. me the next day on ASAP. Uh, I had no yeah. fucking voice. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. What Joakim meant to the city was so much more than basketball. This guy did anti-violence uh, rallies and, and, and just gave back to the city the same way Derek did. Derek was a lot more mm-hmm. private with it, uh, yeah, restoring sure. a lot of buildings and a lot of neighborhoods in, 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 in Inglewood and in the south and west side. You know, Derek's more quiet about it. He's more introvert. And that's, you know, he's still doing those things. So I, I do want to say that before I talk about, you know, Noah. Derek did, does do those things as well. He still does do those, do those things. Um, but Noah was a lot more public with it. He was trying to, you know, put down the guns, do all this. And not only that, but be one of the most energetic players that I've ever seen playing a Bulls uniform. Like Joakim Noah was not only a defensive player of the year. Joakim Noah is one of those guys who completely dominated. And honestly, I would take him today to be the backup center of the Bulls because especially he played in college with Billy Donovan. So I'd fucking take it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, Joakim Noah getting his number retired um, to me, I would do it. I would do it. I would retire him and Rose. Realistically, though, and, and because this is a serious conversation, I have to say Dennis Rodman, a three-time champion and probably the best defender to ever play for the Bulls, his mm-hmm. number is not retired. So, mm. and, he's a, and he's a three-time champion. So I look at it like that, and I mm. say, you retire Noah. Number one, you have to retire Derek because Derek mm-hmm. actually won the MVP. Oh, for sure. He's from sure. Chicago. You have to do him. And if you're going to do Derek, you got to retire Rodman first because Rodman won you three fucking championships in a three-peat and, and was a big part of that Bulls big three in the 90s. And it was a big part of that second half of it. So I, I think I would love Noah to get his number retired and Derek as well. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I, I look at it like that and I say if Rodman didn't get retired and neither of you bring in, uh, even one championship to his three, I, I mm-hmm. think it's really hard. I think it's really hard. But I personally would retire all three. I don't give a fuck. I'll hand everyone. I'll give Captain Kirk a fucking retirement. Ooh, that's that's a good one, Captain uh Kirk Hiram. People man. And Derek Rose. <laughs> I'll retire, don't, I'll retire give, all my boys. Yeah, but say people don't give um Kirk Hiram his his proper uh No, not at all. His proper adjustment because even Derek Rose used to say like every day in practice he gave him fits. Every right. single day, he said he guarded me the hardest, probably that anybody has ever guarded me. Uh huh. And he and he made me a better player. So yeah, shout shout out to Captain Kirk because he was he was definitely an underrated Bulls player for you guys. I know he he um I mean granted the end result was LeBron always was going to the finals, but he smoked Brown a, right. a, a, a couple of them games. He got, yeah, he got yeah, the best, he did. He for surely got the best of Brown in a couple. He of, gave uh, me and all the other white boys in Chicago hope that we could hope. <laughs> No, seriously, yeah, he was out here giving fits. That is for sure. But yeah. I'm I'm so glad that we we finally were able to lock in, and I was able to get you on on the show and just Without you know doubt. give give you give your perspective. And we definitely gotta um, do this again. I'm I'm excited for, sure. for I'm excited for you, and I'm excited for your Bulls. Um, your Bulls look great. Um, they're they're <laughs> they're probably my sleeper team in the East. To be honest, I think they're gonna make yeah. a lot more noise than what people kind of have them, them accounted for. Um. Mm-hmm. 
but I definitely think how that that team is currently constructed that they they they're definitely destined to make a deep run or just to make at least, at least make things interesting. Yeah, um, I hope so. In, I really in, hope so. In the East for sure, but is there anything that you got going on that you want the people to know or that you you're trying to? Promote? I know you got your mic on mic podcast, but is there anything that you got coming up or what? What's what is it looking like for Mike right now? Uh, right now, man, I'm just it's just the ASAP network. Uh, obviously, so Mike shout out ASAP over there at the family over there. Hell yeah, but at Mike on the Mic podcast, you can find me anywhere Anchor, Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, whatever you want it, it's there. Um, real quick, not to get too off topic, um, sure. I am figuring out this nonprofit organization type stuff with me and my a few of my former teammates. Uh, it was my idea for couple homies that we lost throughout the years um okay we're getting it together i'm calling it sneaks over streets so far it's a basketball program for the youth mm. uh, it's gonna be free we're trying to get that together so if you can you know check out mike on the mic i'll always keep you an update on that it's free basketball camps for kids in gang heavy neighborhoods so they have a place to go in the winter and just hoop and have fun i got stacy king potentially being on board a couple other guys mm. um and, and and i'm really looking forward to it because at the end of the day you know, guys like Joe Keem and guys like Derrick Rose, they, they do everything they can. But to me, it, it all starts with us and it all starts with the people. And, mm-hmm. and to make real change, you need to be that guy. So be on the lookout for that. Um, other than that, I mean, check out Shorty on everything, man. Like, she's a blessing to the ASAP network. Uh, she, does, she does amazing things. And without her, I'd lose my fucking mind with Freddie and all them every single episode. <laughs> um, so having her has been a blessing and it's an honor to be on here. And again, I'll come on anytime, talk about anything. I'm sure we're going to be on again talking more about Oh, for Jaws, sure. For sure. Jaws going to have a hell of a season. So man, I just want to say thank you again I, for having me on. Man, I appreciate the love. Thank you. so, And that's a big respect coming from you because I, I definitely appreciate you. And um, also real quick for all the listeners out there to make sure y'all check in the ASAP because me and Mike are both on ASAP. That's how we connected yes, with you ASAP. And um, the same way you feel about me, I feel about you, bro, because I would I probably lose my mind. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> when it comes to the guys, but I mean, I just appreciate you looking out and just, you know what I'm saying, supporting it and, and always, you know, being positive and showing love. So thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, um, I got to be on mic on mic now at this oh, point. Like, sure. we got we got to get the mic Josh on mic. We're going to be talking yeah. about Ja. For sure, we gotta tap back in um, to do the to, to to do the job. The we we might call it the job appreciation. We gotta see how things fare. Oh, got you, um, got for, you. for the for the rest of the season because you know <laughs> me me and you both at the beginning of the season were heavy on Ja and, and right definitely. now right now he's proving us right. So we we looking like geniuses out here, right? We now. looking we looking like big brain. It's big brain. Big brain, <laughs> little Stephen A. Smith, if you will. <laughs> But all right, Mike, man, so much love. Like I said, appreciate you. Uh, this episode will be coming out on Friday, so make sure y'all tune in and check it out. Follow my boy Mike on all streaming platforms and make sure y'all tap in with him on the Mike on Mike podcast. He's doing great things in Chicago. And um, thank you for being, just being a great representation for the city, bro. I appreciate you, Shorty. I'll talk to you later, all right? All right, for sure. For sure. All right, man.